0: by the mayoral at the end of the first book of Avis. and he's told us how there's a system How Hashem originally created the world with the three pillars which means the three channels through which he's going to send life, shefa, bracha to this world and those are Torah, voreg, miras, how that's the starting stage from which HaKadosh Barakha then creates an intricate system of how that shefa is going to descend level by level until it comes down to uh, the level of this world and then to create the last stage of that chain which is going to enable the shepherd to come down to this world is the job of a person and then the person is responsible for creating that last part of the channel which is the channel of Torah as it applies here and therefore the Mishayis and Piragavis detail and describe the system of how a person can ready himself to do that job whether it's by perfecting his Amas Hashem, which is creating the channel of Gmir whether it's perfecting his Yerushimaim, which is creating the channel of Avodah, or whether it's deep, developing his ability to understand, which is really the way to connect the channel of Torah. And that's why the parak ends, so to speak, with where it began. Now, al maral says, We can see another level. Of understanding these three amudim, and that is at the end point of the world. So it's not just the the, the way the channel works, how it's built from the Mara comes down here. There's a second part to this as well, and that is how it applies in the world, which means how the world began with Hashem creating these three channels, and the world's end point, the finality of the Bri is when it achieves that stage, <coughs> and the Channel of Torah and Gwenis Chasadim come to their completion. Come to their conclusion. So it says these three things just like they alluded to in the Bereshis, which begins the creation. Like we saw, Bereshis is Beshvara Torah, which is called Bereshis. Bereshis is Barashis, Hashem creates the Shitin, which is the channels of Avoida. And Bereshis is because of the S'chus of Khala and Mysa and Bekurim. That we spoke about, which is the giving to the kind or to the levy, to the oni. So, same thing, these three principles are alluded to again at the end point of the, of the parish of the creation, the end of my submission. And he says, mm-hmm. of of the, he alluded in the, passage, the first, the end point of the bra of Shabbos. That's when Hashem concluded the creation. And the point of Shabbos was on the Midrash. Ma'am elachah Shabbos? What was the final point which was created on Shabbos? This boy, on Shabbos Hashem completed His melacha. The melacha was all done before Shabbos. So what element was there still on Shabbos which was needed to complete the Avodah? Shebar Shalim Shalom v'hashketu Not just Hashem created menuchah, which is relaxation. Hashem created Shalom as well. Shabbos brings us to the element of Shalom, and that's a creation. Hashem creates Shalom. And like we saw when the Ma'am explained it previously, the creation of Shalom is the last point. Shalom is 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 something which, so to speak, causes things to combine, to work together. And it's only after each individual thing. Which is doing a stroad so then they can be combined, they can work together in a way which produces the chala. And therefore after all the individual aspects, all the individual elements of my Braishis had been completed, then the chaih to come to create the chalam which is going to bring them all so to speak together and and make them all work as well. <laughs> The, of all the, the kinds of menucha which we search us in Shabbos, the last one we mention is a menucha of Shalom a which causes that Shalom, that completion, that cooperation between all the things which were created. So that's the end point of, we said, the Gemuris Khasadim is Shalom, and the, the Amud of Shalom is completed on Shabbos. And the next one, the project says, and that same two words, that same uh, phrase that we have right at the beginning of the creation. we have the end of the creation. The creation of of the Dain. And like we saw, the beginning of the creation was. That that bria of Elohim was Hashem decided exactly what needed to be created, and it was done in accordance with the dictates of what the din required. And therefore, that same concept of the din applies at the end of creation, which means that the real is going to be judged in a way which has been seen to fulfill the obligations, that, uh, uh, fulfill the expectation of it, to fulfill what Hashem wanted the bria to be. Just like Hazal say about that initial Shabbos. And when in the initial Shabbos, the, at that initial Shabbos, so HaKadosh Baruch, who looks at the world and he gets nachas so to speak, that the world is exactly the way he wants it to be. And that's a din which completes, so to speak, the process which affirms that the world is the way it's meant to be. So he says, On that, Vayelach <laughs> Omed Hashem, That's Amel of and the point of the world it was to be used to Hashem. So that when an upheaval is determined, that that's exactly what the world has done, and that's that's the completion yes. stage. If we talk about the stage of Mashiach, which relates to these levels as well, so there also the is when everything is cooperating in serving Hashem or any existence of Mashiach. If like we talk about the Daven for that's the take place in Rosh Hashanah, that it says that the, how everything will combine in serving Hashem. They're all going to combine to do Yahvod. The level of of the din will be when everything realizes that that's what they're meant to be doing. And now everything cooperates in doing what Hashem wants it to do. And lastly, when he says about the MS, which is the completion of the Torah. So that he says, if you look at th- the, the last three words of the parashah Bara Lasis, and you take the last letter of each one, this end point the Aleph of Bara, the Mem of Elakim, and the top of Lasis, so the three tables spell the word Emes. Because I'm an Ashlishua Emes, because I'm Emes, I'm the last word's son so to speak, Hashem's middle of MS, which means that's really the fulfillment of the world, once again. The world was created in order for the Torah to be kept, and when the world is accurately in accordance with what the Torah wanted it to be, so then it's MS. then it's true to its cause. It's exactly what she wanted it to be, and that's the Hasima. That's the conclusion of the creation process, what Hashem is the with name of Amos. So you see at the beginning of the creation, in the liberation stage, when we have these three Amodim, and the same three apply when it comes to the completion of the world, the conclusion of the world. And now he says, You can understand the depth of the with a certain and of the depth of how the world's development, so to speak, begins with the three Amuling Hashem sets up and ends with the combination of those three willing being manifest here in this world. Now the now I was going to point out a very interesting observation. We know that the first miracle of us has really been the the Step by step chronology of Kabbalah Satora, Moshe Satora from Sinai and Prophet to Yeshua, to the scan to the ravim to, to the Torah, and then all the individuals who played a part in the transmission of Torah, which means it's meant to be a generation by generation, uh, so to speak, chronology of the gedolim of each dar. And indeed, throughout the darus so of the zohar it runs like that. But then after that, we see that there are some links missing in the chain. Because after we get to the end of the Zerkes, we get to Hillel. So Hillel, as we know, was the Nasi. He founded the dynasty of the Navim of the Nisim. and the the leadership of Torah was then embodied in the position of the Nasi. And so we would consider the continuation of the, of the chain of Musala to go father by son down the line of the Nasiim. And yet we see that there's two of the Nasiim missing. In the pair of the Tannaim. Which means from when Hillel began as the first Tana, and so Rabiranasi, and uh, who wrote the Mishnah and concluded the era of the Tanaim, there were seven generations, there were seven in the sea. There were Hillel, his son of Shimon, the Record Abu Gamril of and his son of Shem Ben Gamliel. And that gets confusing because then there was another Abu Gamliel, and we call him Gamliel of Yavne, and then again Shimon ben Gamliel, and then afterwards the seventh star was Rabira so really, if you're going to go, go through the seven uh, Nesim, that they were in the time of the name, they are Hillel and Shimon, and Gamliel and Shimon and Gamliel and Shimon and, 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 and Yehuda. Now, the Mishnahites and others mention Hillel Zaken. Then they mention Ramah Gamliel. So they leave out Hillel's son, of Shimon. So they go to Gamliel Zaken. Then they go to Shimon, his son, which means the first Rav Shimon of That's the fourth Dossi. Then they leave out uh, of Yabne, And then they mention the sixth hour, which is Rav and Gamliel, the second. And then the next mission, which starts the second parak, is Rabbi Rannasi. Why is brought at the beginning of the second parak is at the end of this parak, the long longest relation bet, which we'll see next time But the first thing the Maharaj wants to ask is why do we leave out two daughters? Why do we leave out Rabshim and the son of Hilanasi? nasi And why do we leave out the second Rav so he explains, Why the Tana left out the first Shem and the son of Mifneish ba'alah hafsek, Ben Mosheh Rishonim and Mosheh Achronim. We wanted to make a separation between the Musa of the Zugas, which we call the Rishonim, and the Musa of Rambam Gamliel and his son, which recalls the Achronim, because the Musa of the Zugas was focusing on the merits of Av and Yer and how to acquire them, and the Musa of Rambam Gamliel and Rambam Shem and his son." We're talking about how to acquire that. So it's a different field. And therefore, to make a distinction between them, we leave out a dot. There's a gap between them to show that it's not a continuation of the same theme. And left the second Gamliel, Here also, the I'm goes back to talking about the whole principle, the whole system, which is uh, that, that we have a person can fulfill his role and be the last link of the three fellows. And the ones before that, we're on this side, we're talking about a specific aspect of how to what man's And since they're not talking about the same thing, so, and the dominant is he's not talking the same as what the answers were discussing. Okay, and once again, I can't have the name, yesh la'asim hafsek, alafi gach na'zacharim gamlil, ba'zacharim shimim That's the first point. Now I'm gonna say there's really a deep reason for this too. And he says, why I could call divrei chachamim basudarim b'chachmah. Ma'aid mo'aid. There's a tremendous chachmah in how the words of chachmah are set up. M'in shemayim and Which means, things which we're told aren't random in pieces of information. There's a lot of chachmah in what we, we're taught. So and it's therefore he says to us, so for example Intai Batabin can shimm at Sadik, Shahid Khabimila, from Shimul Tzak who started telling us the system, the process, which is the three pillars of Shim created in the world, until Al Tahlis, Shlemasper, until the end point which the Shrim Gamel tells us when they come to the conclusion, Sahima Sara Mamaras. There's ten Levels just like his 10 sayings Hashem made and created in the world, like we know, or the 10 Micus, or the 10 Deborah, they aren't just random. With Chazal lining up is that there's a correlation between all of these things, and therefore, here also, the Chazal tells us 10 steps that there are, but as far as the person is going, between the levels that Hashem established as being the fundamental purpose in the world until so the person who's able to complete that, there's 10 steps too. This is number one. Shimon number two, I think I should say. Then we have the five pairs of the Zugas who gave two parts of the same last luck we that's seven. Ram Gamriel is eight, is nine, and Ram Shemin Gamriel is ten. That's a completion. And therefore, we can make it there and we The end point of Ma'am Sabrasius was that level of Menucha and that's meant to be the last point. The, the, the tenth step is Shalom. exactly parallels the brew. And that's also why they had to leave out some of the generations, because they wanted to line up the here with of the ten levels that the Chachomim tell us with the Ten Memoiras of Master Rations. And therefore, those Chachomim, who's less than this, put into the theme of what we want to talk about master those are the ones who mentioned here in the Mishnah. Now, it's not just random. Ten stages of the Mishnah, Ten Memoiras, it's like a nice, uh, so to speak, coincidence. It's not like that. There's a very definite connection between them. Which means that each of the stages here parallels, on the human level, parallels one of the stages of creation on the spiritual level. So let's, let's just give an example. The first Maimar, uh, the first utterance of which Hashem used to create in the world, was Bereshis. And even though the apostle doesn't say Vayyemar Hashem Bereshis, and the uh, Chazal explains it because there's no one for Hashem to talk to yet, but the declaration, there should be Shemaim was considered the first utterance of Hashem. And that's the Shemaim. Bidvar Hashem, Shemaim Naishut. With Hashem's word, the heavens were made. And that parallels the stage of the three pillars which Hashem makes, which is from, from the top, from the connection to Himself, from the Shemaim. So the of the physical Shemaim, is what like we said, Bereshesh, Shemaim. And it parallels, Hashem set up the Shemaim, which is the source of Shefer, which, which is the source of I think are going to come down to the world. We set it up with those three different tracks, three different uh, levels of shafa through which things can come down to the world. I mean, now pick up one Kabbalah, that's true as well. We always talk about in Kabbalah the three cabins, which means the three lines, the three tracks, the three pillars if you want, which Hashem sets things down to this world. We talk about the means right, left, and center. Connecting these three things. G'me'ez Chasalim is the right, this is always the right, avoida, um, which comes from here. So it's on the left and the right, which is the it first, is always in the middle. The second of the mamaris was Hashem said, here are, here are, there should be light. And the point of light, we need to understand, there's a certain depth over here. And that is, Hashem didn't want there to be just light. Hashem wanted there to be a two sides, to light and to darkness. And therefore the point of light was that there will be light and there will be darkness. And there's necessity for light and necessity for the absence of light and uh, together they make up time by by all night, this morning and this night and together they make up a day so the creation of the light wasn't the constant light the creation of light was the balance of light when it's going to be light as balanced as compared to as, as separate to darkness now why does this relate to the next level? Of who told us two things we should serve Hashem mitach Ava and we should serve Hashem Yir we should not be like those who are working on the Nasser Press and we should have the balance of Ava and Yir so that's the human counterpart to the balance between Ava and Choy why is it like it? there is a big a deep side that we have to explain but it's not really the Shia we, with others, but this is when they say briefly so you understand a little bit of what the moral is trying to say. The Benatam tells us that the nature of a human being is that there's two stages of a human being. Sometimes this is what's called and sometimes the stage of sin, Which would mean sometimes a person feels motiva- motivated, inspired. He wants to do and he wants to grow and he wants to achieve. And when a person feels like that, so he, he embarks on new projects, he takes on new things, he tries harder. And then he said, it's the nature of a person that at a given time that feeling is going to fade and it's going to be replaced by a feeling of sinner. Where a person feels not interested and disillusioned and less inclined to work and lacking motivation. And what's the person meant to do? So first, time Tom says you should know that that interplay between, you may I and you may sinner, between motivation and Lack of motivation, uh, enthusiasm, and disenchantment is a part of how Hashem creates the world, or creates a person, and it's meant to be like that. It's meant to be like that, Rabban Tam says that the reason for that is because together they provide the two necessary steps in improvement, the two stages for a person to better themselves. Either one wouldn't be enough by itself, and us it explain. If, uh, I mean, the obvious one is, if a person would always feel disillusioned and discouraged, he would never grow. He would be very miserable, he would probably have a hard time doing what he's doing already. If a person always feel motivated, and always being pushed, and always feeling he wants to do more, what would be wrong with that? That sounds amazing. But the answer is, if I can use a marshal, the answer is imagine an army that uh, makes a surprise attack, and the enemy is confounded, and no they can press the advantage. And they're going to keep keep running more and more and more and more and more forward and overcoming greater and greater swaths of territory. What they're really doing is they're creating a more and more difficult situation for themselves to maintain. They're stretching their lines, they're called very thin, which means they're going to have to protect or defend a much bigger area of country territory, which is going to be harder and harder to do. And as much as uh, they can offer a, premen- like a very impressive advance, if they, they, the whole thing is going to collapse when there is a counterattack, they didn't achieve anything. And therefore, a clever general knows that he has to balance between advancing and being able to hold on to his line, which means to withstand the counterattack, to repel a return a, a attack in return. That's about the same you saw it over here. The fact that a person can grow when he's inspired to move forward, that's, that's the person's chance to get, get go ahead, go forward, achieve more. But the fact that a person, when they're inspired, does a lot isn't an indication that a person's holding by that. Because it could be now they're inspired, they're running ahead, but then when they lose inspiration, they'll drop everything. What makes a person, so to speak, solidify his position is that he's able to defend it, which means that even when it's difficult, he's not feeling inspired and even when he's feeling discouraged he doesn't give up what he undertook so then it's something which he's able to hold on to even when there's a so to speak that counter attack he doesn't lose territory he holds on to what he already got that becomes his that's something he's now solidified his connection to and therefore a better says growth is in two stages first step of growth is the person is inspired and they want to do more and they push to do more and they move ahead and if they're not in that then there is an opportunity to grow but now having done that, now there comes a second stage, and that is, how entrenched are you in that new stage? How much are you willing to hold on to it? And how much is it something which is easy come, easy go, and I'll lose it again? And that comes in a person's challenge, and he has to maintain the standard. That's more difficult. But if a person can do that, so that shows try this level of his training gate. That's really the concept of how Ivan Europe back. When I feel Ava, I want to do more. I'm inspired, I'm motivated. So I do more than I have to do. I take on new things, I try harder. But Ava is transient. sometimes, and it wears off. And now, I say, oh, I'm not in the mood. I don't feel that I'm committed anymore, forget it. I want to drive everything I did. But I haven't gained anything. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I climbed one mountain just to fall down the abyss on the other side. has to work now the second aspect which is the year which means now that i've done something i'm used and i've I've taken it on now even if i don't feel so inspired even if it's hard for me i'm not giving up i'm going to maintain it now is not the time to try and do new things i'm having to have difficulty i'll struggle to keep what i've already been doing but that's what i'm working willing to work on and that fact that i'm willing to work on something to hold on to it not to lose it that's what makes it mine because it means that even if i'm going to be attacked on this area I don't relinquish it. It's, I, it's, it stays part of me, and that's the interplay. Avinira, we learn from the world, the, the so to speak, the two sides of light and darkness. It's a representation of the same idea. A person can travel, can do more in the night, in the light, and in the middle of the darkness, where it's, it's not to lose, already got. So we see there's a correlation, a correlation between. The human principles which are taught in Perkavis and the, the, so to speak, the divine utterances which created the world when set up in a similar system. And that's why there had to be ten of them. Just like there were ten levels in the creation of the world, so we're paralleling them in the ten so to speak, the ten instructions which were given to people to follow. With which you'll find, It begins with the creation of the world. That includes everything. As Rabban says, the creation of the first day was not just heaven and earth, but really the creation of all the matter which makes up heaven and earth. That was the last point. That encompasses everything in the world. Now, it explains. expand. With Chodesh Abriah, at the beginning of the creation, Nisgar Abriahs Katalo Yom. So we talk about Hashem creating the entire universe. K'ahat Cholah, That's the beginning of everything. The end point is when the entire universe is completed. That's why the first, the first phrase of Shem Natsali looks at the world as a whole. It says, in this whole universe, the are three principles that Shum created. And Shreem also does the same thing. You see, in the whole Briya the end point of where it comes to. Moral's explanation of review which is really the next part, we'll see next time. But just to finish what the Moral says here, at the end of the paragraph, it says, You see the Olymech of the system, if you delve into it, A'girsa l'chayl wa ma'am HaShim al-Atsalik ha-shayl shilwar ma'aylam o'ymedh wa Deir HaShim al-Gamlil ha-haaylam qayyam HaShim al-Atsalik spoke about the initial creation, so what sets up the purpose for the world HaShim al-Gamlil has talked about how the world continues to run Right, because HaShim means gamlil ha-shayl wa'aylam qayyam The world doesn't get destroyed, it carries on in, as it's in it carries on running, it continues, so to speak, as it was before things which allow to run and bring it to conclusion. called That's a point which fits in with this explanation of the whole Mishnah and how it relates to the first Mishnah as well.